Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, welcome my friends. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you are listening to the show live, archived, or if you have downloaded the show on iTunes or from the Stitcher app. Thank you all. Much love to you. Just a quick reminder, I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching and training company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. I am really looking forward to a great new year here with you. We have a lot of great guests lined up for you so they can give you and share with you a lot of helpful tips and information. So this show is intended to be thought-provoking and for information purpose. All the guests that come on the show are professional in their field, and you are welcome to contact them directly from the information I provide on the show page. And you can also contact me directly if you like by visiting my website at www.coachingbyria.com. That's at www.coachingbyria.com. And I can provide you with all the information you need. But just quickly, before we get the guest on the, on the air, I like to set my intention, as always. My intention of hosting this show is to inspire you. I like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's really up to you. So all I ask of you on the show is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your life, so why don't you live it your way? And remember, you know, every day is a new day. Every moment is a gift. Every moment is a new moment. So make the best of every moment. Make the best of every day and celebrate it as a brand new day this year. So let's make it fabulous one. And we're going to take a short break and we'll bring on our guest for today. So please stay tuned. Thank you. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. Today we have a great guest for you, as always, and uh, he is a returning guest, and he's a good, dear friend of mine, um, uh, Shaman Ted Sorenhaas. Ted, for over 30 years, has been working, studying, and practicing in the physical fitness, medical, metaphysical, scientific, scientific and spiritual path. His journey has led him to be a successful energy healer of people and animals both distant and in person. He has taken his own personal spiritual journey to Japan and throughout China. And of course, you can find out more detail 
on his experience and all his work and education. And you can also get his ebook, Unity, um, by going to his website at www.shamanted.com. That's www.shamanted.com. It's really my pleasure to have Ted back on the show here. Welcome, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me again, Rhea. Oh, my pleasure. Always my pleasure. I mean, it's always uh, um, a very uh, interesting conversation. We always have you and I, whether on air or off the airs, and I wanted to uh, bring you back on the air to really kind of enlighten people about the concept of healing, you know, and, uh, you know, most people don't know what shamanism is, and, and so we're going to go a little bit more in-depth in it. So Happy New Year to you first, my friend. Happy New Year to you guys as well. For sure. Yes, yes. We hopefully we make every day of this year is the best day of the year. That's my philosophy. I'm, you know, I started the year <laughs> indicating, you know, I'm not a big fan of Elf New Year's resolution. You got to do things one thing at a time, and you got to look at every day as a new day, as a new day to celebrate every moment as a new moment to celebrate. So, with that being said, let's let's jump right in here. Um, so let's start by, you know, telling our listeners what got Ted inspired or, you know, interested in shamanism and healing in general. Well, the, there's a, let's start first with the ground base, uh, that, uh, the healing came before the shamanism did. Uh, and, uh, even as a teenager, uh, like in high school, I joined the Psychic Interest Club group because I picked up a book a long time ago, even in junior high, and started reading uh, about metaphysics and how to improve your ESP. And then, I, you know, and then this Psychic Club came about. Then I started thinking about how people thought, and a lot of my time members well, and I was, uh, it just kind of like snowballed effect uh, on my interest in, in the sciences and uh, nature. So I did a lot of reading, a lot of reading into where other kids were, into comics, books, uh, which I had some interest in. And so it's like, why does this person have a superpower? What affects this? I started absorbing into nature and clouds and meteorology. And uh, it just snowballed into that with the metaphysics and why people have a war, if we have this and that. So shamanism really didn't come along until I had this long, drawn-out, personal thing, well, how do I make someone feel better? Just look at all my family members around me. Look at all this modern medicine, and why is people not getting better? So I started looking first into becoming uh, Mm -hmm. into sports medicine, and then then the martial arts. And, you know, all these things that just, like, cling to me, like Velcro. And I couldn't, it's nothing that I even want to shake off because I could, I found relationships between everything that supported and what didn't support it, I let go. And it just started building and building and building. And I got, um, added med- 
uh, into the medical field when I joined the Air Force. And uh, and for the first seven months, it put me actually into the OBGYN ward. Then one day I'm doing uh, pre-partum care. And then they said, okay, enough of that. And they sent me to the medical ICU surgical and coronary ICU, then, unfortunately, I ended up doing post-mortem care. And I talked to a Kung Fu master many years later, and he says, oh, you've been prepared for something, you know, to go from one thing, life being born and taking care of it, to, you know, when things didn't go right, you're having to take care of that, so you see the full circle of life. Right. And everything in between that would mess up people. And how were these people thinking? Uh, and most people who write books look at, you know, the interaction of human behavior and nature and uh, observe, but don't let it go, but don't let it affect them either because you can get too caught up and then you start suffering and not being able to help anyone else because, so, I don't know, it just snowballed, and it wasn't until recently after I decided to take my own personal journey, like you said, gave up a successful personal training because I believe, you know, well, if I'm a a spiritual being, a light, this is my lantern that, you know, I have to take care of the lantern if I learn how to be good, what good is it if I have a short life? I right. want it, and I have, want to enjoy my own personal life and avoid sicknesses and injury. So I got into the personal training field and learned about fitness and core uh, mat-based Pilates, and I got introduced first to Bondo, which is a very hard style of uh, Burmese kickboxing. Then I came down here to Miami and I got introduced to Chai Chi Tuan, which is an internal martial arts, and that's pretty much where I stuck with. And everything. And then one day I was meditating on the beach, in the Miami Beach, and a crow landed on my head. And mm. I still to this day, you know, as a, that was before I became a shaman. And then okay. as things progressed, more and more messages came, and I started seeing things that, you know, and then one day, through my own communication with spirit, or you might call it God or Buddha, uh, he said, okay, you're a, sh- you're a shaman, Soaring Hawk is your name. Uh, and that started off on to play, and that, all the affirmations came with it. So then I did my own meditation, and I found out there's shamans everywhere because most people uh, associate a shaman with people who are in North America and South America. Yeah, there's a bunch of different names, but uh, they're spread throughout the world. And I think these are just, we're just guides because uh, between, okay, we can see when you're too grounded or we can see where you're too aloof. And that's why you have a lot of healers that don't take care of themselves in the physical sense, and then you have a lot of people who are very knowledgeable but don't take, uh, uh, they get too much in the body and don't pull enough spirituality and relaxation because that's what they get caught up in. And so you try to say relax a little bit, 
more uh, isn't always best. It's like less sometimes best, and then more is what it's needed at times. So we we learn to be mediators. It's like we're no different than the others. We've just been through, put through life experiences. And looking back, I said, oh, boy, I went to some school uh, to get a degree in environmental science to help me understand not only in a spiritual uh, balance sense, but all the science that becomes. Uh, so I went really heavy into my environmental science with biology and the chemistry aspects of it, where I almost got three degrees, but I said, I'm not going to work in the lab. So, but it helped me understand, and more so than people think, science supports right. religion, and, and I, uh, I agree with spirituality. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Everything happens, you know, through, because spir- spirituality and the energy of spirit is eternal. And not affected by the physical, but the physical is affected by the spirituality. That's why you have myths like the Midas touch. There's very small uh, difference on the periodic table. If you think about it, with all the magnificent things that we have uh, out of the uh, like 105 elements that they now have, there's you know, energy-wise, we're talking about electrons and protons and neutrons. And there's very little difference, but look at all the substances that we can create with, with uh, the universe creates with that. Right. It's amazing. Well, you know, we're going we're gonna to try to simplify it a little bit more for people so they can understand it in a, in a, in a little bit because I know you, you threw a lot of information here, so we want to <laughs> we wanna bring it back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I get in a roll sometimes. But basically it's... Uh-huh. Let me read something here that you said in your book about you, um, how you started in, in your ebook, your uh, Unity. He said, I quote, how I came to this time, place, and position is and always has been through God's hands. I am normal human, a soul in this vessel of flesh, cold head. No other information is needed about me. Almost six months before I started to write this message, I asked God, Father, how do I explain myself? How do I explain what I feel to those who will ask me why I think like I do? God answered me, God told me to write from my heart as I as what as to what I feel, and you know it, it's uh, it's an interesting reason I wanted to read that because it's really you know it tells you, or I wanted to tell our listener that Ted is a soul just like any other soul, like any human being, but you had a calling and you had, and everything you start with a question. And and that's one of the things that I do in my practice is ask a lot of questions. And when we ask questions about, you know, what's our calling, what are, we, what are we here to do, what's our purpose in life, and uh, through all what you have gone through in your training and your studies and, and being, you know, uh, um, studying the science part of it, and then that evolved into the spiritual part of of the study that you start doing, and then you had connected the two together, and that's what we have right now, Ted, Sean and Ted. 
because that's who you really, truly are. A wonderful human being who evolved is through the combination of science and soul, right, or spirituality. And when we talk in spirituality here for the purpose of, you know, of our listeners, I wanted to make sure that people understand we're talking about spirit, not, we're not talking about religion here. We're, not, we're talking about the connection, your spirits, your true spirits, because we all are physical, we are, we are spiritual being experiencing this physical being, right, this physical body, Correct. physical life, we call it. And and so throughout your you know um, your evolving if I I call it you know because we are all still evolving right and I'm sure you still consider yourself evolving because I know you're all about you know learning more and doing more right so um, tell us like how shamanism or even we don't even want to label in a sense we talk about the concept of healing tell us about an experience about something that really kind of brought into you, you know, it's like almost a light bulb in your head. It's like, oh, my God, I know you've worked with animals. I know you worked with, with humans. I've seen some of your work, and I, I, I just, like, I'm always fascinated how you can touch a soul um, because I think you at that level, right, I mean, where you connect, you know, um, because it's in the center of the, of, of the being, right? I mean, please explain if that's possible <laughs> to explain what I'm talking about. Okay, uh, basically, uh, you have to first and always identify yourself. That's the only way they're going to uh, feel, uh, be able to heal someone is if you identify yourself. The more you can identify yourself and come to terms with yourself, because we do have an emotion of empathy. You don't have to be a shaman to feel what someone's going through because you've been through it yourself. Let's say you had cancer and you went through your own emotional turmoil and everything. You overcame it. And then someone gets it. Well, you you had a certain emotional level, so you entombed uh, that emotional level, which, which is being projected to you, and that's empathy at its highest source. You know, it's like... You can empathize with someone who lost a child. and So those things, uh, you reach uh, vibrations and emotional clarity in those stages where you can empathize. But what you don't have with empathy is uh, you can have all that empathy in the world, but there has to be a clarification of how, why you have that. And I have, right. you know, for whatever reason, divinity or spirit wanted me to have that, and I became neutral, but I didn't become apathetic, you know. So that allowed me not to use intellect to cloud things, and I reached a state of total neutrality, seeing uh, uh, another soul, regardless of the physical form, whether it be a horse or... Uh, a person, regardless of time or space or distance, because everything is, like, connected, and we understand that because through our training and through our understanding and through our visions, and over years and years and years, it's like when no other pl- plausible cause can cloud that judgment, then that has to be the way things are. 
So in that, it's more like the you cannot uh, you pe- permeate all all these things, and you assist the the identification because the body wants to be perfectly healthy. The intellect is confused of how it can be, and the emotions are already, the spirit is already this happy-go-lucky being, but it's a mental, it goes up to the, uh, the emotions that are confused. It's like if it's uh, a person, they're like emotionally turmoil. Why do I have cancer? It's like what's going on? But this person you know, hasn't identified that maybe if they were worried about getting cancer because their parents had cancer. And so that energy went into uh, that person's body and activated those cells, and then it became a perpetual motion. What I try to do is I try to reawaken, you know, their the level of consciousness because it can't make a person a more of a soul than they already are because they are equivalent yeah. to me other than an emotional, intellectual un, uh, feeling of comfort as, as being and as an intellectual way of being able to organize things and reach out a vibration to that person so they expand. Now, was anyone to take that expansion or and be open to it without judgment? And that's why when I do a healing uh, on a person who's very questionable, I said, just get on an inner tube, put a cocktail in your hand, and write and let things happen. Don't question. You know, it's like as many times. See, I I'm, I opposed to that, not questioning, but you know what? We're going to take a short break because I wanted to touch a little bit more on what you just said and explain it a little bit and tell you why I opposed to that. So stay tuned. We'll <laughs> Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for being here, whether you're listening to the show live, archive, on iTunes, or on Stitcher app. I love you all. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we have a great guest for you, Shaman Ted, also known as Soren Hawk. He has been working for over 30 years, studying and practicing in the physical fitness, medical, metaphysical, scientific, and spiritual path. His journey has led him to be a successful energy healer for, of people and animals, both distant and in person. He has taken his own personal spiritual journey to Japan and throughout China. So, of course, you find out more about Ted. We're talking to him right now on the air. But you can also welcome to go to his website at www.shamanted, that's all one word, shamanted.com. Welcome, my friend. Thank you so be- for being here. Much love. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much. 
oh, uh, for having for me here. again. It's like always awesome to try to uh, communicate with you and just talking to you and as a friend and as a guest in your show and helping people in whichever way I can with Thank the journey you. I've been through. Thank you so much. You know, I'm you know I'm I'm a spiritual being. I am actually a very, very spiritual person, but I'm also, I question a lot of things. And before the break, you said, you know, sometimes, you know, when we start questioning things, you know, we make things um, come to fruition, I guess, or make it happen. But what I wanted to ask you, and this is my thought-provoking question here. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're good at those. You know, I am, right? So I have yeah, to Yeah, well, that's this. good because people. you don't want to say, <laughs> tell someone, oh, you know, it's like you're wearing wool as a coat when they say, I'm, I was aware of that. You know, like, <laughs> I'm all about questioning everything. But what it means to that, what what I wanted to step back because on on because I'm I study human mind and in and, and, and psychology and, and behavior and 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 uh, I do a lot of cognitive therapy and cognitive behavior therapy. And uh, one of the things that I can tell you um, that comes to my you know um, my mind when I think about how things happen in our life. So here's where I'm challenging you or making you not challenging you, but I'm making it like thought provoking. So I wanted to feel how you connect <laughs> with this one. Um, you know, we we think, and this is sound sometimes very harsh for most people to understand, because most people don't really um, uh, believe that they they bring things to their life, okay, whether good or bad, because um, the fact here here's where I'm challenging or I'm thought provoking this concept, and and I wanted to know what you thought about it. So we think something. This is how it goes. We think something, and the more we spend time thinking about whatever it is, the, the feelings start to follow. So when we feel something in our body, so let's say just like, a, you know, like you know how sometimes you feel like a knot in your stomach or you feel like on the edge because you just heard something, right? You heard some mm. news or you, something came to your mind, and all of, all of a sudden you feel that like on the edge kind of feeling. And but what I you know wanted to take it to the next level. Most of the time we ignore that feeling, right? So we think like, okay, you know, well, I mean, it's just something happened, right? It made me feel like that. But the process goes like this: you think something, you start feeling it, and of course, the more you stay in those feeling, and the more you ignore those feelings, the more it start to become a physical thing, right? Because now your body. It's taking this information and say, okay, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? And then all the stuff, your body, you talk about it, the, the atom, the atom, the, the nucleus, everything in our body, the cell itself has its own energy. And then when it takes all that information, it's every cell in our body is intelligent. We know that. Read a book by Bruce Lipton. Bruce Lipton wrote a book called but the biology believe, and he used to teach in the medical and medical classes and courses and stuff like that. But he talks about these things, and and the more I think about it, and the more I try to understand these things, and it is really real. If you ever watched, there's another a great documentary or movie that came out back in I think 2006 or something like that called uh, Deep Down the Rabbit Hole. 
Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, no, it's like it sounds like it's connected to the other movie, uh, the What the Bleach Did We Know, and that's then the way, that's exactly we, the same movie. Down the, yeah, and then uh, then it went into they brought out an excellent movie uh, down the rabbit hole um, with uh, with the bleep do we know went and they had a two CD set called uh, I think down the rabbit hole where you can actually if you didn't want to see like a movie aspect you can program that those two volume CDs to where you're just getting cold hard facts from different people in different fields. Explain to you, you know, how our emotion involved in our thinking and how every cell itself is intelligent. Every single cell in our body. So what I'm... Oh, what, yeah. The reason I'm, I, I'm sorry? Okay. But I wanted to go back, take a few steps back, and in my opinion as a shaman, say that it's not thought, emotion, and then physical it's emotion thought and physical because you feel something first then it's intellectually processed and then because our greatest uh, example is love love is and even in our judicial system we have you know we have first degree premeditated murder and we have people or who are let off for reasons of temporary insanity because basically something emotional happened and then their minds went blank. And how can your mind go blank if you didn't feel that emotion first? So something so emotional will erase your mind. But if your mind's first, it cannot be erased. Anything that's first, that's why feelings, once feelings are hurt, then... They're really hard because they are the core essence of, you know, how we are processing through life. And that's why when you hurt someone's feelings, it's really hard. When you insult someone's intellect and their intellectual process, oh, they'll blow it off in a minute. But when you get down to the core, like, it says, all right, do you think about kissing a person that you're in love with? Or boom! You lay one on the lips. Why? Because that's love. Love is none of that. If you thought about running in front of a bus, would it be a stranger or your child? You don't think about, oh, my gosh, I might get crushed. And if I don't act, by that time, it's too late. But you blindly go. Your whole body reacts. Your neurons kick in without even uh, thinking about the brief percussion, because when we put thought of bus, thousands of pounds, me, maybe 120 pounds, it's like you go so fast, instinctually grab, you know, everything. there's no thought involved in that. And the only reason you can go from emotions to body and pass the intellect is because emotions always start first. They're the wuji, no extremity. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, and this is I, I've been struggling with trying to um, do a lot of research on it and trying to actually um, put it in my own, you know, personal life to see how it really works. I put it to the test on many, many times. <laughs> the heart, the heart is the highest 
from the top of your head, your crown chakra, and then you got from the ground. This is where the energy comes in. But what I'm what what really puzzles me and how when you feel something, and I always say it's like, hmm, I ask myself, like, what am I thinking? Because the heart, the feeling, the emotion, it came from something. It didn't just come from nowhere. You didn't feel it and then you thought about it. It comes because you thought about it and then the feeling comes in. So it, it, it's subconsciously. It's not a conscious. Most of the time it's subconscious, right? We feel, we think about something most of the time on a subconscious level. What happened on a subconscious level is the action. It's like the, the, the thing comes out, right? So like you, if you, this is why it's so important for us to be deliberate in our thinking, in what we're doing every single day. The more conscious we are, the more we are deliberate on what the subconscious mind give us in our life. So, I mean, I, I know, you know, I mean, I, this might not be on the same level, you know, um, what your philosophy of thinking or what you're experiencing. I truly believe that energy resides from where it comes, right? So it comes from the top and the bottom. And if you disconnected okay. one place or another, you got blocked, right? So your, your energy could be blocked somewhere, whether it's in your heart well, chakra that- Already, uh, already, you are saying top to bottom when there there is no top to bottom because no no, no I'm not saying top, top to the bottom. bottom no 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 but I didn't uh, say no, top yeah uh, it's like you say crown chakra and the feet and it's like these are bases of qigong which I've studied intensely uh, um, since you uh, uh, spirit is permeating through us uh, at all times. You have to leave the world of the physical or the directional because you and yourself are emanating from the center of your own being. It doesn't matter what comes from where. Is once you... know that you're basically a star, and the star uh, in itself, take our sun, hydrogen and helium. I use the sun as a good basis to try to get people to understand uh, the creator and themselves. They could not eat uh, the, that is who you are. And then it radiates out, whether in in all directions, and that's what you are inside of yourself. Doesn't have to come any energy come in. In fact, that's why a lot of energy practitioners, some won't even work on people. And I've been told by energy practitioners that they shouldn't work on people with infectious diseases or cancers because you could get some. Uh, and so it's like, how can you throw water, uh, a cup of water, up a waterfall? There's no way. So if you, the reason I am able to transfer so much energy across the world uh, is because the source comes from the inside of me. There is no, because am I going to be different if a nuclear bomb uh, blows around me and dissolve this physical being of 
those 105 elements? No, because a spiritual being evolves from within itself to a permeating spiritual essence. And that's where people have to understand. It's like no cold virus can permeate that. Uh, And uh, no other uh, things can happen to you the strongly you believe that you are the source of all the energy around you all the light around you because you're already connected and never can be disconnected or never can get closer because that's an impossibility because you're permeated only your uh, conscious connection to everything. It's like because uh, I exhale oxygen, but it's the oxygen I've taken in uh, or and the residual oxygen with the and release the carbon dioxide, which my cells have picked up. That's an exchange. But as your spiritual being, uh, once you learn that uh, all these things, uh, shiatsu, acupuncture, and anything that helps your energy flow out is because there's a block from within going out. Uh, But you have to understand that, you know, in the... Because I started to question, I said, well, if these guys are Qigong masters, why do they get sick? Because uh, we're the only species, I think, that li- don't live to the maximal capacity that we're capable of. But the same gift that we have is also a drawback. But we're on, right. also the, one of the only species uh, as we, right now, that will run into the firing building. but And now we're, that we're becoming more aware, we're seeing animals uh, that would do, you know, risk their lives for others. Because I think we're reaching a level where we're trying to, we're learning more and understanding that we're, uh, we're all capable of this. And then that opens up our world to be more all capable of this. I think we started a beautiful perpetual motion to understand that these these wonderful beings we call animals uh, have the same capabilities as we have, but we have never opened our eyes to that possibility in certain cultures, and so we don't see it happen, but we manifest these things, and we see how nature truly is, and that's why uh, when you get away from uh, everything that people try to put into us, then you see with more clarity. That's why I think it's important that people take some daily time, whether it be they need to go to church or they just walk through a forest or just sit on their balcony to Mm -hmm. retrospect on that. I think it's so important because in the long run, you know, we're here to grow uh, in our understanding in our feelings, and be at peace at always. There's some people who have no, you know, financial or socioeconomic or hunger aspects in the world, and they worry. And so, then, so let me, let me, you know, because, you know, I mean, obviously we're trying to give people some information to help them as well. But in a sense, how do we make sense of all the pain and suffering in the world? I mean, what kind of, I mean, how do we even... 
you know, I mean, there's so many things that come to my mind that I always say is like, you know, it, it, I, I understand it a little bit, but the thing is, people, what do they need to do on, on the soul level um, for themselves? We're not talking about, you know, worrying about everything else. You, we're, we're talking about working with you, you know, on the soul level. What would you say? What would some of the things that you would say well, each one soul, of us? Well, us, we are perfect. Uh, we have to get out of the semantics. That's what was so beautiful about me learning in external martial arts, the internal. External martial arts, you learn to kick in, you know, punch and everything. Internal, you look at the process. So, if you can't, if it's uh, more difficult, is to understand, you know, how I'm going to get there. Then you start working on yourself in a physical sense. Okay. Uh, if you're worried about your health, then say take small steps. There, the more you do on a conscious level, the over a period of time, it sinks into the con- subconscious, and then the subconscious makes it normal. And then you tweak it a little bit more, and then you start to reprogram you uh, doing things. Uh, just don't do things mindlessly. Put everything you got into each thing when you spend that time for yourself. It's like, don't just like, okay, stretch. Why am I stretching? And then it's like, this is good for the lungs. Breathe and expand the lungs. You know, to someone who might have respiratory, it's like, you know, even speak to your lungs. These are things that get you to understand, all right, there is purpose. I have purpose. You know, I'm doing this. It's like because I love myself. Then those things start to permeate. And then you'll realize it's like they become subconscious. All of a sudden, you don't even have to stretch to breathe better in a better way because you, your body has acknowledged to your uh, a better result. So they might put an oximeter on your finger, and it's just like, oh, you went from 89 saturation to 92. And then your intellect says, well, it must be what I was doing. And it's just like, oh, I love what you were doing. And so these are perpetual motion things. And before you know it, you're breathing, right? And, or you're, you have better posture, or you're healing so much faster. And so you do things that you that are familiar in your world, and you bring as much consciousness. Don't let anyone distract you. Don't let just keep it simple, and you'll find amazing things. I mean, this didn't happen to me overnight. I went through, you know, years and years and years of things and studying. Uh, talked to the son of a billionaire, and he says, "Well, why did you give up everything? What do you do?" I says, "Like, so you don't have to." It's like, why do we all have to take the same? If I can show you how to turn the doorknob, stop banging your head, you know, on the door to break it down. It's like because how about maybe you have to. House to. Right, right. Yeah, it's just like so. Uh, divinity is smart. He says, like, I'm get, I send you people, I send you knowledge, you know. It's like, but I also understand that. It's up to a personal choice because I've had very close relatives that I can't do anything for because they aren't open to what I do, but I don't stop my love for them. I just understand that if 
I want to keep communication. I can't force them to do anything because that's their own personal choice. Like I would want someone to, for me to live my own personal choice. But right. and that's why I take care of my body. It's just like and say, well, I'm not and gonna let my spiritual practices try to keep me up. That and then tell you to become fitness uh, oriented for your own thing because. Uh, I believe you should take care of everything. Read the books that you like. Learn a little bit more for your intellect. Take care of your physical body, and your emotions will be happy. And try to grow and do things that you love for yourself. And just be open and receptive and learn. Keep your eyes open, but don't wish anyone uh, bad or don't blame anyone else. And it's like because. No one can do anything take to you responsibility. they're not. Take like, responsibility. What I'm hearing you saying is. Be responsible for everything. Right. Uh, right. And that way you know you're in control of everything. We're getting close to the hour here, and we want to make sure we, we cover, mm-hmm. you know, more things with you. If you can summarize some of the things or give us some a few helpful tips right now for people to start, like, implementing in their life right now, you know, to kind of take them into step-by-step, hopefully, or taking a step forward one at a time, what would you say? Do something you love. And while you're doing something uh, you love, then just focus on that. If you have an issue, then don't try to resolve on whether it be in health, don't try to eat the whole well at one time. It's just too much. Once right. you start one little movement, uh, then all things start coming to play. So let's say you have uh, major health issues. Then first be happy that you, you say, you know what, I'm going to do everything I can because I care for myself to do it, but I'm going to take it in baby steps and I'm just going to do it because I'm worth it. There's your emotional. You love yourself. And mm-hmm. it's because I'm worth it. And it's like, and we tell it to our children, and it's like, you don't have to be the first in the race if you feel you gave it your all. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the first one in a group of people to accomplish the same goal they did, because right. as long as you give it your best, you don't have to win a contest, you don't have to become the best of this or the best of that, but you improve yourself. So I say take the most simplest thing. It's like breathing. Learn how to breathe more efficiently, and then all of a sudden you find you have more energy. Okay, you've got the breathing down, you have more energy. What's the next you to do well it's like my hip skin problems and it's like well then you're breathing fine and keep the breathing up then do the next thing or maybe stretching and get yourself a stretching routine okay now you're breathing and you you feel yourself getting more flexible and what you can do well i'm more flexible and i have more energy and my strides are right i said go on a walk and work on your, that'll help your muscle tone. It's okay, go on a walk. And I say, well, what's the next thing? So these little baby steps, and you'll find that they stack up really nice. But you don't have to say, well, let me go out, this power walk thing, and uh, 
Oh, my head. Don't overthink it. Yeah, don't overthink it. Taking baby steps. And then ideas pop into you. It's just like, because what becomes uh, conscious then will be subconscious. And you won't have the little breathing because all of a sudden your lungs are already bringing a maximal uh, efficiency because you took those uh, two, three, four weeks to learn how to breathe more efficiently. And so that's behind you. Then you take the next step. And it's like, well, why I do? It's like, I like to take walks. Well, you know, just don't go out walks. It's like prepare yourself to uh, walk efficiently. So you start... So these little baby steps as opposed to constantly try, you know, to get into these classes. And then all of a sudden you find out, well, I like yoga. Well, now that you have the energy, you have a breathing, you know, you're stretched out, you can do yoga without going through the aches and pains and losing your breath. And you say, wow. And it's like now, it's like, what else? What else? And the universe will dance a jig with you. It'll be like this beautiful tango. And it's like, okay, uh, you'll see something that you like to do. It's like parasailing would be cool. And then it's like you've been practicing yoga now for a year after starting two years ago, just learning how to breathe, and then you start doing things. And then it's just like, ooh, and you get more ideas. And it's this beautiful perpetual motion to to live life, to savor it. Uh, but it just starts with baby steps. No one asked you to run a you know run across the room when you were a baby. They were happy if you, that's the day you were able to hold your head up. Everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, they're holding their head up! <laughs> they're looking at me!" And it was like you made a couple valid points here, um, Ted. Um, first of all, you know, the baby steps have to be really taken with love, first of all. And so don't overthink it. The more you overthink something, the more you find a reason why you won't be taking those steps. Because you're going to give every, you know, because, I mean, it, the, the bottom line is if you think of the basic, um, how I work on, on, on the goal-setting level, you, you have to know what you want, right? So you go for it. The second most important thing that you need to know to get that goal accomplished is to realize what's stopping you, right? So the more you think, the more you actually find in more, you know, obstacles to prevent you from moving, taking that step. So do it with love and take it small. I mean, that's really important. Now, we close it on the hour. Is there any chance that you might take us through a few deep breath, you know, um, exercises? Yeah, what I like to do is uh, to, because you can't, your body, you, there's no way you can lie to you, your body. So I like to let a person do uh, a 15-second breath. Basically, you take five seconds in to fill your breath, a lung, to its maximum capacity. And I always remember your lungs are like a balloon. It's right. like... There's a lot of stretching that goes out and it makes it like a two-dimensional object when they're really three dimensions. So when you think about taking a breath in, imagine two balloons blowing up inside your chest, not being stretched down by the diaphragm and pulled up to the shoulders. No, they have to push your ribs 
out and they push your back out. When you do this, because if you look at the smallest, teeniest part of your where the oxygen exchange happens, they're a globe. And you have millions and millions of them. So you got a millions and millions of little balloons that you want to visualize blowing up inside of you, and they make two big balloons called your lungs. So when you take a deep breath, I want you to visualize that. That's so important. Now I can tell you what I want you to do. I want you to take a five seconds to blow up these two balloons to the maximum capacity, and then you take five seconds to hold your breath without letting one iota of air go in and out. And you have plenty of oxygen. That's why we can give mouth-to-mouth resuscitation because there's plenty of oxygen there. You can breathe out enough oxygen to actually support someone else's life. And then you take five seconds, not four, not three, not two, to let it out. Now, this will tell you a lot of things because a lot of people say, it takes me, I can get it in in five, I can hold it for three, but it has to come out in two. I said, why? He says, I don't know. It just has to come out. Then it's better to do three, three, and three. Make them even because this is what life works on. You receive, but what you got to let go of the same amount you receive so everything stays fresh. Nothing's retained and nothing's overgiven. And third part, holding your breath, is trust that you have enough. So then you'll say, why? You'll start questioning yourself, why can't I just do it evenly? Look at a clock if you have to and see the time. Take it in. And I know medical conditions, maybe you can't hold bringing in a breath spot. I may bring it in for four, then hold it for four, and let it out for four. But you want to keep them even so you can have a standard basis of knowing if you're retaining too much in life or you're not trusting and not holding enough or you're, you know, or not holding long enough or overholding are two bases of tr- uh, lack of trust that you have to get rid of it or that you have to hold it for longer not fearing that, you know, there's going to be enough coming in. Easy way. So take a breath in for as long as you hold it and take that same amount of time to let it out. I like five, five, and five. It's a nice even number. And if you think about it, you're only breathing four times a minute. And the more you're conscious of that breath, that's that's the the, the thing is, like, you know, I... I um I when I realize like you know when I'm really deliberate and thinking about it because you breathe naturally I mean you know we all breathe otherwise we won't be alive right so right exactly you, yeah but when you deliberate you actually feel you know it's like how the breath is going in and then when you hold it like you said a lot of time I try to hold it right in the, in the back of my throat you know on the count like you said you can count it in your mind you know whether one to five or one to four whatever your ability to hold your breath well you know we we might have grown on the physical level in in society but we haven't grown on the on the spiritual level because we are so dependent on on the physical world you know it's time to go back to the basics and really get in touch with our real you know true self and then so we can live you know a better life in that sense 
Ted, my friend, Shaman Ted, thank you so much for joining us today. I um, really always, it's, it's, I'm so delighted always to have you on and chat with you. And I know we can talk for hours and, and never, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it's always pleasure. And, uh, um, again, you know, I wanted to mention to our listeners, you know, to know more about Ted, Shaman Ted, a.k.a. Soaring Hog, go to his website at www.shamanted.com. That's www.shamanted.com. And, you know, everybody, you know, I hope, you know, you realize that, you know, um, having a new year, it's a great thing, you know, because we all have the joy of, you know, the child within us, you know, having something new, it makes us excited. But realize every moment is a gift. Realize every day is a gift. So try to live it. Try to be present in that moment. Try to be present every day moment. And then when you're doing your goals, when you're doing your um, things that you wanted to have in your life, do it in steps. And don't overwhelm yourself and go to the basic, to a smart goal. Make it specific. Understand why you need that goal, what it would do for you. How can it improve your life? And make sure it's reasonable for you. It's retainable for you. Make sure you understand what that goal means to you. If it doesn't, if you cannot feel it, it doesn't feel good inside of you, then that goal is not right for you. So make sure you set the right goals for this year. Make sure you set the right goals for every day, for every moment in this year, and live it one moment at a time. One step at a time. Much love to you all. And until next time, my friend, stay amazing. Much love. And again, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care, everybody. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Coach Rhea is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world.